Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I think, you know, my mother had an expression. Out of everything terrible, something good will come if you look hard enough for it. I think this presents us with some significant opportunities to make some real changes. You know, we are at an inflection point, I believe, in the world economy. Not just the world economy, in the world. It occurs every three or four generations. This is the Trevor Carey Show. On the Valley's Power Talk. As one of them, as the uh, one of the top military people said to me in a secure meeting the other day, 60, 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946, and uh, since then we established a liberal world order, and that hadn't happened in a long while. A lot of people died, but nowhere near the chaos. And now is a time when things are shifting. We're going to there's going to be a new world order out there, and we've got to lead it. And we've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it. So anyway, I'm going to hush up. Very low-key subdued, like he's not on something, Joe Biden, telling us we're going to have the new new world order, he said. Yeah, the elite, they want us to follow the rules of the world order. And uh, all along, disarming the United States. All this aid to Ukraine. And remember the arsenal as well that we left behind in Afghanistan. Remember? Oh, yeah. Remember that, right? Yeah. Got to keep it going, don't we? Leaving nobody behind. Honesty, decency, hope. Leaving nobody behind. Well, we left people behind, and we also left a a lot of military hardware. 208 aircraft, 42,000 pickups, 22,000 Humvees, 9,000 cargo trucks, 1,000 mine-resistant vehicles, 200 armed personnel carriers, Hundreds of thousands of rifles, pistols, machine guns, grenade launchers, rocket-propelled weaponry, night goggles. The list goes on and on and on and on. It was $83 billion we left behind. Not a bad take if you're a terrorist, right? You wouldn't even be able to get your hands on a billion dollars of weapon weaponry. So guess what that means? We got to rebuild a lot of stuff. We got to refill a lot of stuff in. See, that was supposed to come back home. A lot of that, well, a lot of it would have had some wear and tear, would have gone to National Guards you know, and, and whatnot. But uh, this is, uh, we're disarming ourselves. And we have, we've actually never seen a disarmament this quickly. Uh, that has happened. And you got the foreign minister of Slovenia uh, over at Davos talking about the, the world order, that the sovereign nations must respect the international rules of the world order. And you're going, okay, what did I, is this one of those conservative new world order talkers that all these conspiracies, right? Well, it's really not a conspiracy. What, what if, what if I could tell you one of the, a guy that's got the title is one of the most trusted men in America for decades, for decades, 
I'm talking about Walter Cronkite. He died at the age of 92. I, I know he died at 92. It wasn't that long ago he passed. But, okay, ready? Listen to Walter Cronkite. I, this is from the early 2000s. Uh, listen, there's a lot of people like him. There's a lot of the elite just like him. He was probably placed in position based on his beliefs. So. Uh, for many years, I did my best to report on the issues of the day with as much fairness uh, as I possibly could in an objective manner as, uh, as possible to achieve. When I had my own strong opinions, I tried to put them aside for the moment in the interest of fairness. I didn't communicate them, I hope, to my audience. Now, however, now, however, my circumstances are considerably different. I'm in a position to speak my mind and by God, I'm going to do it. <laughs> You know, of course, we Americans are going to have to yield up some of our sovereignty. That's going to be, to many, a bitter pill. It would take a lot of courage, a lot of faith, a lot of persuasion to them to come along with us on this necessity. Today, we must develop federal structures on a global level to deal with world problems. We need a system of enforceable world law, a democratic federal world government wow a world government walter cronkite most trusted man in america how do you get a world government well i think you would maybe have to disarm the world superpower right united states we've shipped military aid to ukraine bipartisan republicans going along with it most of them on capitol hill some republicans have questioned the price tag senator Rand paul kentucky republican uh wanted to have an auditor to be able to see where all this money goes remember back in uh in iraq we would have uh, these uh, planes la- landing with like pallets of cash because everything was done in cash billions of dollars on tarmacs in airplanes right uh, another worry about the U.S. military aid to Ukraine is we're sending them so many weapons that have you stopped and thought, would that make us underprepared for a major war? Are we running low munitions? We're disarming ourselves with Ukraine. Uh, they have depleted, though, some U.S. stock and some type of weapon systems and munitions. The Stinger surface-to-air missiles, the 155-millimeter howitzers and ammo, the Javelin anti-tank missile system. Uh, transfer to Ukraine through late August represented ready. How many, okay, what we've sent so far, how many years of production would that have required for what we've sent over there? Seven years of production. So what are we, in seven years, they're going to get caught back up? What happens in these next seven years? You got these stingers over there uh, to Ukraine, already roughly equal to the number built for all non-U.S. customers in the last 20 years. That's how many we send. Because we 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 send uh, we sell weaponry weaponry all over the all over the world. Saudi Arabia, they get all these stinger missiles. The number we sent to Ukraine just in the last year equal to 20 years. As of January 2023, the U.S. military has provided Ukraine up to 1,074,000 rounds of 155-millimeter ammunition. So that means our ammo supply shrinks. And I tell you, these weapon systems, uh, you just don't build it, uh, you know, say, hey, call on a call on a Friday, and they'll tell you they have them ready by Monday. They take a long time to develop and stockpiled, and when you're not having your supplies renewed, then all of a sudden, what would happen? What would happen if we got attacked by 
Let's say Russia said, eh, let's leave Ukraine alone. We're going to we're going to team up with China. Let's go. What would happen? We've already it's important to increase our weapon production because we might need the weapons to defend ourselves in the future. And you wonder why Joe Biden said at the start of all this that if we sent planes and tanks to Ukraine, God, by golly, that'd be the start of World War III. We're not ever going to do that. Then this week announced he's sending over the tanks. Well, you know who was in that mix before it was announced? South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham. Uh, let's call him uh, South Carolina Senator Lindsey Gulf of Tonkin Graham. He urged uh, America to send the tanks to Zelensky when, after he traveled to Ukraine over the weekend. Uh, I'm sure Lindsey Graham doesn't have any issues in South Carolina to deal with. He had to go over to Ukraine, uh, along with Senator Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut. He's a Democrat. And Sheldon Whitehouse, a Democrat of Rhode Island. There's there's Lindsey Graham. Uh, he's probably over there at a Kiev disco. Uh, but they held a press conference, and Lindsey called on Germany and the United States to send tanks to help Zelensky fight back against the Russians, he said. And uh, here's a quote from Lindsey Graham. All three of us, one Republican and two Democrats, share the same goal for Ukraine to drive the Russians out of Ukraine. Uh, To achieve that goal, they need tanks. Okay. Next trip over, you know what Lindsey Graham will say? You know what? They need airplanes. And then it will come back and Biden will do airplanes. Uh, Here's uh, just like Vietnam era. Listen to this. Here's Graham speaking. He said, if Putin gets away with this, there goes Taiwan. If Putin's successful in Ukraine isn't prosecuted under international law, everything we've said since World War II becomes a joke. He will continue beyond Ukraine. Remember, we got to go fight him over there so that we don't have to fight him here? The spread of communism? Man, can't, it's the same blueprint, Lindsay. Come on. He said, I had an incredible trip to Ukraine. I'm amazed by the determination and the capabilities of the Ukrainian military and the people to defend their homeland. Yes, correct. They actually do defend their homeland, don't they? Lindsay, you need to be down there on the border talking about our homeland. And if you got any questions about who's in control with all this, Zelensky was addressing a large chamber of commerce group. Some of those powerful corporations, businesses, big, big daddy war bucks uh, on the earth. Thanking them for all their work in supporting Ukraine. Yeah, they're getting big money from major corporations. Well, it, well, none bigger than the U.S. Congress. But you know what? Zelensky, there's really no incentive to make uh, any kind of deal to end the war as long as the money keeps keeps pouring in, right? Nobody talking about peace talks, are they? Nobody is. They're draining money from our own country. And he even got a – he was thinking Goldman Sachs. Zelensky was thinking J.P. Morgan, thanking them. And the Ukrainian government confirmed the resignation of a bunch of high-ranking officials in, over corruption allegations. This is uh, ready. Uh, let's see here. They did probes into cases ranging from bribery. Now, remember, they're playing around with our $113 billion. Uh, bribery, mismanagement of aid funds for purchasing food, embezzlement to driving expensive cars. There was a deputy prosecutor, deputy minister of development, deputy minister of communities, deputy minister for social policy, and regional governors of five provinces. That's a lot of people. Uh, And they were in charge of the Army's logistical support, signing food contracts at inflated prices. All the corruption. 
with our money. Our money. Doesn't that make him mad? I hope that makes you mad. You got people without power, and you got these Ukrainian leaders in sports cars. Uh, they uh, well, they had pictures of some of their mansions, uh, and they're paying twenty five thousand dollars a month to rent them. Our money, our money. It doesn't stop at expensive cars. Uh, vacations abroad. Deputy Prosecutor General spent a holiday in Spain this winter, and uh, they have found out that uh, it's corruption and scandal. They were using the 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 money of the government, which is what the money that we're sending over there. Transparency International. They rank uh, corrupt countries. They rank Ukraine 122 out of 180 in corruption rankings. The second most corrupt in in Europe. Uh, who was first? Russia. Russia was. So, they, yeah, there, there's where our money, money's being spent over there. Uh, this is retired Colonel Douglas McGregor talking about Ukraine and the change that's going on in Washington here. He knows what's going on here. Because the mood in Washington has very definitely changed. The attitude of uh, the Washington community, and that I'm talking about those people that are the leading senators, members of the House, cabinet officers, president, vice president. The mood of these people has clearly changed. Uh, I, I think they're sensing that this is a lost cause. The Ukraine is very definitely going to lose. And they're trying to figure out how do we uh, prolong the suffering? How, how do we prolong this fighting? They'll say publicly it's for the purpose of, quote unquote, harming Russia, which has been a complete fiasco and, and a disaster because Russia, frankly, has not been harmed very much. Not at all, I would say, in, in substantive terms, economically, financially, otherwise. Civilians headed to bomb shelters as sirens blared throughout this country. There was one large explosion here in Kiev, and multiple interceptions were reported. The southern city of Odessa sustained damage to its energy infrastructure as 55 cruise missiles soared toward targets across the country. The attacks came just hours after the United States announced it will send 31 M1 Abrams battle tanks to Ukraine. Now, that announcement from the Biden administration happened after a decision by Germany to send 14 Leopard 2 tanks while allowing European partners to transfer their German-made equipment to assist in the fight against Russia. Putin is the aggressor. Putin chose this war. And now he and his country will bear the consequences. Today, I'm authorizing additional strong sanctions and new limitations on what can be exported to Russia. This is going to impose severe cost on the Russian economy, both immediately and over time. We have purposely designed these sanctions to maximize the long-term impact on Russia and to minimize the impact on the United States and our allies. Well, Memphis police have released the footage of the Tyree Nichols arrest, the five officers being charged for murder. I'm going to take a break here, I guess. Go in there and watch that video. And also, I'll tell you a little bit more about the Pelosi attack. That body cam was also released. Oh, my. I hope America doesn't burn tonight. They're getting ready for it. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Listening to the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Uh, 
Uh, we got MSNBC, Fox is showing some of this video footage. It's hard to find online right now. Everybody's saying going to be released, soon to be released. I guess the TV networks have it. I'm sure there's something out there. I've seen bits and pieces. It looked like Memphis police uh, had Tyree Nichols and then looked like he got away from him, escaped. Looked like he ran like 10 or 15 yards and then tackled again, then kicked and beaten. Oh, I'm seeing more than I have. Oh, yeah. That's oh, they're, yeah. no wonder they're getting charged. Uh, they had him on the ground, five around him, pepper spraying him, kicking, beating. Yeah. Well, I'll have to see more of this as it, as it comes out here. They just released the footage. Here they are going. Okay, they started to start pulling him out of the car because he didn't pull over. They're surrounding him now, pulling him out. It's very shaky body cam here. Uh, yeah, it's... All right, I'm watching. Uh, it went to black there. Uh, but, yeah, I hope there's... I mean... You know that there's people alive right now that maybe by sunrise won't be from the violence that's going to happen. I, it's just, And the fact of the matter is, and you're hearing this, maybe you haven't seen it, but it's five black officers, that, uh, and the victim was black as well. So I, I don't know what that would mean by outrage from folks that normally come out. At, well, Antifa, they come out no matter what. Uh, I'm sure uh, you will have some of the other protesters that are out tonight. And, you know, you just got people that look for any reason to go uh, cause mayhem. Uh, We got a governor like that. But, you know, you got people that go out there and cause violence tonight. They're already showing flyers that are being sent online all over New York City to come out. One of them even saw, I saw a quick little thing. It said, uh, bring a knife uh, as well. Now I'm watching. They were trying to taser him, and he takes off running across an intersection. This is the Tyree Nichols so they had to chase him. Oh, it looks like more than 10 or 15 yards here. Uh, well, I have to see the whole thing. I'm just seeing it in bits and spurts and trying to paint a picture that I uh, that I can't. They did release also today, I think, uh, that maybe they held it out and said, let's wait till there's a big news day before we release the Paul Pelosi. Even though there's nothing on it that is damning or shows anything, it just makes it stranger. Uh, the whole thing is, uh, first, let me play you the 911 call that was released uh, here. What's the gentleman's name? I don't know. What's that? My name's David. Da- the name is David. Okay, and who is David? I, I don't know. What's that? I'm a friend of theirs. Yeah, I, I, um, he says he's a friend, but, as but, I say, you, don't, I've never... but you don't know who he is? No, no, ma'am. All right, that was a 911 call. Uh, here is the police body cam footage, and I'll just play it here. Knocking at the door. Hi. How you doing? How are you? What's going on, man? Everything's good. Hi. See, I thought that was strange. You hear DePap say everything's good, and you hear Paul Pelosi go, hi. Hi. Who says hi? Uh, I don't know if he'd been thrown around something. Like he's 82 years old as well, but uh, he was standing there, and it looked like uh, boxer briefs and a, and a shirt and they're both uh, you had Pelosi's right hand on the hammer and DePap's left hand on the hammer and this is what the officers are seeing but they're acting so nonchalant and the weird thing about it is it matches the NBC reporting that was out they got taken off the got taken off the air and got a correspondent suspended uh, the reporting was spot on for exactly 
what happened and the whole thing and just to hear paul pelosi saying hi uh there's also footage out uh black and white footage that shows the pat breaking into the house with a uh with a, a hammer so he obviously did break in you know you had all the speculation that maybe he'd been over there for hours and it was something weird going on but uh, what happened here just is, is strange in and of itself that he wouldn't have been like, ah, cops are here. Great. It's that guy. That's the guy. It's good. Hi. Hi. Drop the hammer. Um, nope. Hey, 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 hey. What is Sorry, going on? I'm not getting an answer. I'm okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And then, bam, he nailed him with the hammer. They fall down into the Fourier kind of hallway to the right. They're fighting. The cops are over it. Trying to get the pap under control. Pelosi's laying still on the ground. Ever 14, ever send backup, code 3. Code 3 backup at 26. Now, here's where it gets kind of hard to to hear this uh, it's disturbing uh you hear paul pelosi and you know he was he was hurt hit hard knocked out and you'll hear this almost like a snoring sound a grunting sound that was coming from the pile of humans that were on the floor here <laughs> Hour 14 Edwards and Medics Code 3 as well. Wow. That almost sounds like two sounds at the same time going on here. Hour 14 Edwards and Medics Code 3 as well. You got it? Sorry, 14 Edwards and Medics Code 3. It's a day for body cams, is it not? Hey, we're going to take a little lighter break here on the other side here. All these HGTV shows. I watch them. I like to watch them. I do. I like cooking stuff. Uh, but I don't really watch the ones that show how. Here's how you make a home. The home decorate. Life is required to fill a home, right? That's how a house becomes a home with people. I'm going to come back and talk about moms. Moms next. The Trevor Carey Show. 
on the Valley's Power Talk. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Well, the more I'm watching of this video here, those uh, five Memphis officers and other ones that were surrounding them were drunk with power, almost in a celebratory mood, seeing this video now uh, as Tyree Nichols was already kicked and hit and beaten, stomped. He was hurt. He was handcuffed. He was still moving, slumped up against the car. He fall, fell over onto like the pavement with handcuffs on, no medical aid whatsoever, people walking around. Um, I, I was going to talk about something else, but I'm watching this, man. This is a big deal. Memphis police released a video of the of the deadly beating here that happened. They're trying to see, and w- what I could detect here, and MSNBC was just running the raw audio online, and what I was listening to, it's as if, they, wow, I'm seeing now the beating. Anyway, it's as if they're trying to, after it happened, while their body cams were still on, uh, they were trying to create a, a story, a video audio story. They were telling each other what, you know, to justify, I guess, the stop to begin with. And uh, he was driving recklessly, they stated. Oh, man. You know that's not the first time they've done this, too. You know it's not. You know it's not. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Jesse Walters. It looks like Fox News here covering this. Thank let's you, just listen to it. Now let's go back out to Steve Harrigan, who's live on the ground in Memphis. Steve, what's going on? Jesse, on the ground on Interstate 55, which has been shut down by a small group of protesters. Some of them have yellow tape around their arms. Others are wearing fluorescent vests. They've brought out some pylons and they've shut this highway down. There's not a sign of a police car in sight. A group of about 200 people has taken control of this highway, blocking it. We've been talking to people who are stuck here. Ma'am, what do you think about this? I understand what they're trying to do as far as protesting, but this is not a very wise way. If if an emergency vehicle needed to get through, they couldn't. There's no way. She brings up the point, what if an emergency vehicle tries to get through? They couldn't. So right now, about 200 protesters taking over. No sign of police to break this up. Jesse, back to you. All right, Steve, real quick. Uh, we looked at some of the protesters earlier who had begun marching after we had spoken at the top of the hour. Did they look like... Uh, professional protesters to you people that you usually see at racial justice no. protests or were these no, people just coming like, out on uh, the street from the neighborhood they're not an intimidating bunch but they have managed to block traffic they look like uh, college dilettantes to me at this point and have they seen the video and what has their reaction been to the video I think they're going by what they have heard about the video from other people as we see some commotion in front of us. It looks like they're trying to make these. Some people are not that patient being blocked from their route. And we see a. Hey, turn that a down for a minute, Spars. What, he's not saying what he's saying. It's an oversized load van that has the sign that would follow a big truck is pushing into their barricades that they set up is what's happening right here. These cars are these are just civilians pushing these people out of the way. Uh, I saw them moving their barricades with their cars. Uh, let's go back up here. Like that could escalate pretty quickly. Let's bring in Paul Morrow. He's an attorney and a retired NYPD inspector. And Paul, just before we get into this, we're waiting on some video. These are the police now speaking to each other after uh, the incident has has taken place. Your reaction to what you've seen so far? 
Okay, so let's go to tactics, okay, and drill down a little bit on that. So, in a macro sense, police are generally taught to ask, tell, make, in that order. Now, you don't always have to follow that order. I don't see any ask there. This is a relatively minor thing. He's it's a driving infraction. And from the video that I've seen so far, it goes right to them yanking him out of the car. They're yelling. They're not de-escalating. So just tactically, there are definitely going to be some issues here. Now, why does that matter? Aside from the fact that it leads to what occurred, it's way out of policy. Now, right? So the fact that they're way out of policy right from the get-go shows you that maybe there's a lack of supervision. There's certainly been a lack of some in-service training. So my larger point here is because the tactics seem to be so poor, I don't think this is necessarily going to end with an examination of just these five officers. So you think maybe there was a culture in the department or this specific task force might have been unleashed without of a lot of supervision or training? I can't say that definitively. I don't know the uh, entire background of it, and that will come out. But I can tell you this. This thing goes on for a long time. And from what I've seen so far, there's no indication that a boss shows up. Now, in an incident like this, there's going to be a lot of radio traffic. They will have put something. If they did not, then that's a mistake as well. Generally, with units like this, this is a uh, unit that operates either in plain clothes or in unmarked cars. The supervision has to be tight. We've had it here in New York City. It's called the anti-crime unit. Yeah. Sometimes the large, the citywide unit's called street crime. The supervision of those units is very, very tight because they're really the point of the spear. They're out there doing the gun stops. Uh, they're doing gun cases. They're doing stuff that we really want police doing. They're putting their lives on the line. But what that means is you've got to be very closely uh, supervised. The tactics have to be tight. People sometimes have to be rotated in and out regularly, et cetera. So I think that, you know, aside from the obvious here, and I've seen the videos, and I concur, they look bad. Um, I think there's going to be some other examination that goes on here. But why would a pretty tough anti-crime street clothes unit or unmarked car unit go in and pull a guy out of the car for a driving infraction this strong? So, you know, that is maybe a little bit of, I wouldn't necessarily put a pejorative on that. I wouldn't necessarily say right off the bat, well, they shouldn't have been doing that. One of the ways guys like this, units like this, develop their cases is just from the ground up. Now, what we haven't seen, and I'd be very curious to see, is the precursor video before all of this occurs, before they rip him out of the car there. I haven't seen that. What is this driving erratically uh, allegation? Um, we haven't seen that. And to go as hard as they did here, you really have to wonder. I mean, it's a traffic infraction. Right. And so... And we're only getting the video as it's coming in, being released by the police department. That's right. We don't have access to all of this video at this same time. Let's play what we have next. And again, viewer... All right, that's uh, Fox coverage there. The Memphis PD released footage of the Tyree Nichols arrest here. They released it, as he said, uh, in sections here. Uh, Tyree Nichols was a 29-year-old black man who later died after these officers kicking and punching. And I mean, it looks like how a gang attacks somebody on the street. Uh, it's beyond beating him with a baton at one point. He showed no signs of resisting or fighting back. Now, when the cops instruct you to do something, you normally don't run from them. That is what happened. But sorry, officers, you're in trouble here. And it's... Uh, it's five black officers as well. He stands up a few seconds later. One officer strikes him with a, about five five punches. Another officer holds his hands behind his back. One point, he's shown on the ground with officers around him. He can be heard screaming, Mom, Mom, Mom. 
Wow. Uh, lawyer said his mom's home was about 100 yards uh, away from where he was actually beating. Uh, throughout it, you can hear him repeatedly. The officer's cursing at him. Uh, he can be heard shouting in return. You guys are really doing a lot right now. He said shortly after being pulled out of his car, I'm just trying to go home. You heard that former NYPD uh, detective there on Fox talking about for a normal traffic infraction, you don't walk up to the car and pull them out of the car. Now, I don't know the video before that. Was he fleeing? Was he running? Was he resisting the lights? You see that a lot. Uh, Now, as you also heard there, there's already protests in Memphis on I-55. That's just uh, into downtown Memphis. Uh, Those cars were uh, blocking out there. Saw no law enforcement uh, present as well on that one, but I did see that oversized load van with a big sign like he'd be in front of a big truck or behind it moving their big orange barricades they set up. He moved it with his van there. Uh, let's see here. Uh, watching, he was When he was pulled from the car, he's held on the ground. Uh, officers shout instructions. He actually broke free from them. At that point, uh, it doesn't deserve a beating that kills you, and you'll see what they actually did, the, the kicking and the – I mean, it was – it's playground bully beyond, you know, five guys, one guy on the ground. Uh, they tried to pepper spray him. He crossed through an intersection on foot. An officer could be seen firing a stun gun in his direction, then chasing him on foot as well. And then when they got to him again, that's when the uh, the beating actually happened. This is uh, unfortunate very much. This happened back on uh, the, the 7th of January in Memphis. And I, I thought would the same kind of protests happen over the fact that it was not white officers that did it? Uh, the outrage on this and you know that they as i said earlier this probably is not the first time they've acted that way Uh, that's beyond a heavy badge you know the heavy badged officers uh, it's brutal kicks punches uh, horrible release sorry to see that coming from uh, from memphis but uh, i guess uh, as the show goes on i'll keep watching segments on it and and reporting this back here as well sad in america this is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. You're listening to the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Watching more of this Memphis PD release footage of the Tyree Nichols arrest. This is, this is one of the worst I've seen. This is, it's, uh, I don't know, Rodney King on steroids. Uh, it's like the Sopranos, man. You know, the mob, they'd see somebody on the street, they'd go over and beat them and kick them and do all that kind of stuff. Uh, the chief of police of Memphis says that there is no evidence that there was reckless driving. And when they, you'll see this video when you get a chance to watch it, if you so choose to watch it. It's not a normal stop. Now, I they I haven't seen any video, and I don't know if they have it. I don't know when they turned the cameras on. I don't know. I, I doubt it was a helicopter overhead. It wasn't that big of a chase or anything. But what he did, they said he was driving recklessly. Now, 
to what degree they're claiming, don't know. But they don't walk up, say their name, stay, they just grab him. Uh, they, they pull him out of the car. They curse at him. And he keeps saying, okay, okay, okay. He was completely complying. Completely. He was on the ground and got tased. On the ground. He was on the ground. And uh, that's when he ran. And I guess now i got to watch it again. I might understand why he ran. Uh, he keeps saying, okay, 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 okay. I mean, the police were were at a 10. Walked up to the door of the car at a 10. Opened it up, grabbed him on the ground, and tased him. And when you see this beating, it's, uh, well, it's a next-level police beating. It's uh, uh, disturbing to watch. Right now, they've shut down the bridge right from West Memphis into Memphis, uh, out in the middle. Uh, They said it's so far been uh, peaceful, hasn't turned violent yet. And you know what? It it might not end Memphis, but you know, you're going to have your Portland's and your New York's and they're, they're already talking about it up in New York city, uh, as well. Well, I, I hope, uh, well, we didn't, uh, Fresno behaved itself during the summer of rage with George Floyd. I think it was two, was it Tucson or was it Scott's uh, Tucson and Fresno, Tucson and Fresno were the two, Uh, out of the big cities in America and medium-sized cities that did not uh, protest and rage. Good to see. But uh, again, to reiterate on this story, the five black officers that are being charged for murder in this were all black uh, Memphis officers, police officers. So it wasn't white uh, officers on a black victim in this case. It's it's black uh, officers. And this is, I mean, this is seriously outrage. And you know that this is not the first time that they've uh, behave this way and to to see them all standing around afterwards that's the thing about it kind of like a, a drunk with power thing while he's laying there handcuffed you know if you're a, an officer that protects and serves after you've beaten the the crap out of somebody and they're they're hurt and they're handcuffed you might go over to see if they're breathing you might go over and lend some aid that's the thing about it is after what they did the dastardly act of of beating this man they they walked around and talked as like almost a celebratory mood i'm telling you those i always said if i were an officer i'd want to have a body cam uh to prove it these body cams are going to have them locked up and you know they're going to get they're going to get some kind of prison justice as well right that i mean it it's something else these guys uh, just hanging out, not professional at whatsoever. At, like they just finished a football game and made a game-winning tackle, uh, acting like they're uh, the Crips or the Bloods. He kept saying, okay, okay, okay. He was being compliant. And I, from what I've seen right there, I will make the statement uh, that I would understand why he ran. Uh, he had safety not that far away. He was about 100 yards, whatever, from his, I guess, his mom's house. And that's where he was trying to run to. You'll, uh, I know most people will want to see this here, even though it's really difficult to watch the beating of this man. But it, uh, I just wonder how much of this is infiltrated uh, in so many police forces around like this that we do not know of. I wonder how many times the, the body cams are turned off. I mean, knowing well, I guess they thought this guy'll just be beat up, got some sore ribs, he'll go in and we don't need to worry about it, right? Yeah, with the body cams. They probably thought nobody'll ever go back and search this this thirty minute segment from January seventh. Nobody'll want to come back, but he ended up three days later dying 
from his beating there. So, of course, there's going to be a review uh, of this. It's very, very graphic. Uh, let's go here with this retired NYPD officer saying on Fox. If right only here. I didn't let him get away. What I didn't see was a quarterback on this. No one was taking lead. No one really put hands on him. They were all going to their ancillary equipment, taser, pepper spray, etc. Old school cops would have known how to handle this. Active cops across the country handle this situation every day. The fact that this one gentleman got up and ran when they were surrounded by police officers should not have happened. They could have put hands on him old school, put his hand behind his back, held him down. It's these onerous rules. Legs on, you can't put a leg on the back, you can't hold their shoulders, God forbid, God forbid your arm go around their neck. And that's why I think they did this. We have to look at their training. We have to look at the cops that were screened and what their history was. Yeah, we don't know what the protocols are specifically in terms of what they're allowed or not allowed to do in this department. Well, we know they're not allowed to do what they did. And it's, it seemed weird. I was just seeing this segment here of when he uh, it was kind of a shot of when he took off running. You had five, six officers there. There's nobody within 10 feet of him when he's up and running. It's just a taser out. I think that's what that retired NYPD officer was saying, that the old school cops knew how to keep someone down uh, as well. But, I, man, from what I've witnessed here, I understand maybe why he, he fled there. Mm. Going to go on record as saying we got a problem, Houston. <laughs> No nation can ever create a perfectly ideal nation. No human race has. No country has ever come close to doing it. You see something like that makes you sad for America, but I'm still proud of 99%, well, 93, well, 75%. (laughs) Let's talk America next. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.